welcome to Outfox, the disruptive content podcast that helps you transform your content marketing and outfox your competition. I'm Sharon Flaherty, and in this episode, we're exploring content automation. We're looking at what it is, how brands are using it, and what it actually means for your future content strategy. Joining me today to explore these questions and more is Soren Carlson, the CEO of United Robots, a robot journalism company. Hi, Soren. Welcome to Outfoxed. Thank you very much. Nice to be with you. So can you explain to our listeners what content automation actually is? Well, um, content automation to us is uh, uh, to create publishable and readable text um, from uh, large data sets. Uh, We're using a technology called uh, natural language generation, NLG, uh, which is a pretty old technique, actually. Uh, it's been been with us for 30 or 40 years uh, now. Um, but it's it's um, just in the, the latest five, ten years that the technology has, uh, or the uh, the the setting is is uh, has made uh, the technology really really useful now because of the uh, uh, the big uh, data uh, sets that are. Um, lying around uh, everywhere uh, the uh, cost uh, and power of computing uh, has changed and so on so uh, but this the really simple answer is uh, that we create text from data okay okay content automation in your opinion is creating text from data sources uh, and it's yes. taking the manual the manual process out of it Exactly. The, the routine uh, stuff uh, that writers have uh, been, been doing for forever, uh, we're trying to uh, automate that, take that away from, from the human uh, or, or uh, let the human get rid of that uh, okay. so they can concentrate on more creative stuff. So um, I think actually it's a really great time to um, tell the listeners a bit about your background because you actually used to be a journalist, didn't you? Yes, I did for many years. I've been a journalist for 30 years. And what was it that made you decide to leave journalism and then decide to start a content automation company? What's the opportunity that you saw? Newspaper companies have a rough time, uh, as everybody knows. So I had the opportunity to to leave the, the newspaper with uh, uh, on, on good terms. Uh, and I've been working with the digital side of the uh, of publishing for, for many, many years. Uh, so I've always been really, really interested in in the intersection where journalism and tech uh, meet each other. Um, so together with some partners, uh, I was spending a year to just explore where is the most exciting um, things happening when it comes to, to journalism and technology uh, meeting each other. And we ended up with uh, uh, automated content to make to build algorithms that actually can write texts. Uh, so that's pretty much out of, out of out of my own interest, and I was lucky enough to find partners that had the skill and the interest, and also the money to uh, to pursue this uh, uh, this technology. And so, what's the demand you're seeing? You know, who are you working with, and what are you doing for them? And and you know, what what's the demand coming from them? Well, uh, <clears throat> we are working with almost all local Swedish newspaper companies. Um, we uh, are also working with uh, the online giant Shipstead. Uh, Aftonbladet is the tabloid in, in Sweden, uh, large, large, one of the largest uh, 
uh, news uh, sites in, in Northern Europe. Um, and the, the demand is, it's pretty easy. Um, for the local for local uh, news uh, online news companies it's it's uh, the last years has been uh, some kind of uh, uh, years they have spent in retreat you know uh, they are are uh, laying off staff they can't afford or, or or manage to to cover the very local uh, events that uh, that they have did have done for many many years uh, so there, we, we, there uh, we saw uh, a demand to uh, to instead of just quitting, uh, stopping to to cover really local football or really uh, really low, uh, just small local things, you could automate that and and um, uh, and keep keep covering uh, <clears throat> those events, but in another way, a much more cost effective way. And uh, it turns, as it turned out, uh, we were right. Uh, this has worked out really, really well in Sweden, and we publish thousands of texts every day now uh, that are published on local uh, news sites. So, as an, so to give the listeners a bit of um, context, can you give us an example? So, would that be um, reporting scores from a football game or something yeah, else? Uh, yeah, that was that was our first product because sports is really it's really. Uh, straightforward to start to automate sports sports texts uh, uh, everybody knows what a football game uh, looks like uh, the data is uh, really structured uh, it uh, looks the same from from time to time uh, it's easy to uh, to analyze so um, so what we do pretty much every uh, every evening is that uh, there's a lot of lot of local football or floorball or ice hockey uh, games played in in all kinds of of levels and divisions in Sweden. So we have a deal with a, a match fact uh, sports facts uh, collector uh, who who collects these all these results uh, on behalf of Swedish uh, local newspapers actually. So when the the results are reported into that database, our algorithms uh, immediately look at what has happened here okay it was a game played this is the results here are the goal scorers and so on okay. so we analyze that uh what does it mean for for the standings in the, in the tables uh, uh was this uh had something unusual happened was there a, a special specifically a, a very big win uh does does this does this result Means that one of the teams are actually uh, leading the uh, the league, and so on. We are looking for for uh, journalistic angles actually in in, in the data, and then we uh, produce the text uh, in our uh, NLG uh, uh, robot, and the text are are published immediately at the right uh, website uh, within less than a second. And so, how much content is being automated on some of these sites? What's the volume? Uh, as I said, I, there's we we produce thousands of texts every day. Uh, but we have one of our customers. Uh, it's called Mint Media, one of the uh, I think the largest local uh, news publisher in in Sweden. Uh, they publish hundreds of of sports texts every day. Uh, we also automate uh, stories about real estate uh, sales, and they have. Uh, we write 
over 100 uh, such stories a day for them uh, and so on. So, uh, so th- that's that kind of volume we're talking about. And so there's enough volume there to have learnings. What, what kind of learnings and benefits are um, the publishers seeing from the content automation piece? Uh, well, um, that's a really good question because when we started this, this project that became the company, we were just fascinated that is it possible to, to build algorithms, build a machine that actually can write text for that, that is good enough to be published? Uh, the answer was yes. Um, but since then, we've learned a lot. Um, one of the things is that um, if you are going to, to really benefit from this, uh, from this technique, you need to uh, adjust things uh, uh, on, your, on, on the publishing side as well. You can't just pour 100 uh, sports texts down the uh, uh, in, into your news site uh, at night. That would destroy the site. It's that volume you have never seen that before, uh, uh, because you can't produce that much content uh, by hand. So you need to find a way as a publisher to to handle all this new content, and you can do that in different ways. Uh, we have really good examples of. Of how how that could be done, but but you need to you need to adjust uh, to uh, to uh, really benefit from from this uh, technique to make to make a potential problem uh, into a feature. So what um, what results are the publishers seeing? Are they seeing um, more more tr- more traffic? More people are staying longer on the page and the content. Um, are people um, converting? What, what's the what are they seeing? Um, pretty much all of that. Uh, a little bit uh, different uh, on different uh, news sites, uh, depending on uh, on uh, their objective, of course. Um, some of the automated content uh, has has we have seen is really really good if you want to convert free riders into paying users. Uh, really, really local real estate news, for example, is uh, is a really good material if you want to get people to log in. Um, so that is uh, <clears throat> that's one one effect that we have seen. Um, we've also seen that that um, some newspapers has been able to reconnect to the, to the really really local um, market because they have they are are now. Um, uh, writing about uh, really small um, football games and, and so on. They, there are teams that nobody has written about them for for many years, and now they are back in back in the newspaper. Uh, that's interesting. That's, yeah. So reaching um, more localized audiences. So that's that's what the automation piece is helping the publishers to do. Yeah, and of course, uh, of course, uh, uh, you can all, also, of course, see see that uh, you can benefit from from more more page views. Uh, page views, though, is less and less uh, on KPI. The the publishers care very much about though. So uh, I think it's much more it's much more uh, the goodwill and uh, the ability to uh, to attract paying users. So the KPIs that um, you're seeing coming to you from the publishers are more less about page views more about how can we turn these uh users into uh, paid customers or paying customers whether that's through paywalls or um ad revenue yeah uh, absolutely and uh, and one thing that has been um we didn't see much of it 
a couple of years ago, but we see a lot of it now, and that's the personalization of, of the news feed to, to customers. Um, when, you, when you get more and more uh, readers to actually log in uh, to, uh, to your news service, then you can start uh, playing around with personalized news experiences, okay? That, because if, you're lo- if you have readers that are logged in, uh, you know where, who they are, you know where they live, you know what they are interested in, and then you can you can uh, um, pinpoint them with ex- exactly right uh, uh, local content um, because personal personal content uh, for local newspaper is usually begins with uh, geography, and uh, these this material that we produce is uh, extremely uh, good for for a target to very very small local audiences um, so so that is uh, the, the latest uh, um, use use that we see uh, uh, happening and, and what do you um what do you think uh, content marketers so thinking outside of traditional publishers so other brands what can they learn from what publishers are doing in the content automation space well, <clears throat> we've been specializing on, on media, of course, because that's that's my background and that's uh, that's the market that we uh, knew best. But I think if you if you look at the technique, the technique is super agnostic; doesn't care what what, what the uh, the topic is. Uh, so I think you should actually sit down uh, and look at what kind of what kind of data do we do we have, or what kind of data can we get control of. Uh, can this data tell uh, some kind of stories uh, that are valuable for for us as a company or our customers or users or reader? Um, then, if you if you answer if the answer is yes, yes, we have some some there are insights here that that we should be uh, that should be communicated uh, in, in some way. Then automation is an option uh, to examine. I think so. What you what you should look for uh, as a brand, I think, is uh, volume. You need a lot of data uh, to get the return on investment on this technique. You need to be, be able to produce a lot of text. Uh, and from that comes, you need to be able to distribute this, this big amount of text, a large amount of text, uh, in a meaningful way. Uh, if you're, for example, a hotel chain, uh, you need. You probably would would like to to uh, to target uh, individual uh, guests with individual texts, uh, which is no problem uh, if if you know your your guests, the details of your guests, and and I guess you you do. Uh, you know you know where who they are. You know when they are checking in. You know where they come from. You, you know when they are going to check out, and so on. Um, the big question. Um about quality uh, quality content is um, a term that you know we've heard for years um, and, and again one of the things I think is interesting about you and, and this company is that you um, have quality in mind because you used to be a journalist um, how how can brands make sure they do maintain quality um, when they are automating content and they don't lose that human touch that can pick up on things that you know um, that maybe a machine might not mm. or is that not something they should be concerned with Oh well, yes, I think absolutely they should be concerned with that. Of course, uh, there are uh, self-service solutions out there. You can just log in and uh, pour some some data into in the one in, in one end of the uh, this platform, and 
give give the platform a couple of rules, and then uh, texts are produced. Really, really, really simple texts. They might might be useful for some kind of brands, maybe some e-commerce uh, sites or, or something. But as soon as you ha- have a little bit more demand, um, that would be difficult, I think, to, to use that kind of, of solutions. Then you need you need to work together with someone who uh, who understands the technique better. Uh, and um, so you can get help to adjust the text, the tone of the text, the tonality, so that it really uh, it speaks the, the same language as the company speaks in. Uh, the company speaks uh, otherwise uh, as well. Um, and, and and there the process for that then would that be uh, that take a long time to you know get the automated content to feel like it's just been written by a journalist? Um, is that a long process? Well, it depends. Of course, we can compose simple uh, or or texts uh, with a what can you say some kind of generic language. Uh, and that is uh, good enough, maybe, for for some some customers. Uh, but the best results uh, happens when we can work together with someone. Uh, uh, in our case, it's, it's often reporters, journalists. Uh, in a brand's case, it would be maybe uh, their marketing uh, division or something uh, like that. And we can together uh, adjust the text so uh, that it, it's... Uh, its look and feel is uh, reflects the brand, uh, and this is—it's not as complicated as it sounds, actually. So um, I think that's that. You need—you need to—you can't just leave this to, to the machine. You need to uh, to have your communications uh, people uh, involved uh, in in producing these texts. Uh, okay. So you can so you tweak the robot so it feels like you're you are writing uh, these texts. Okay, and then it leads me nicely to my last question: um, What does the future look like? Um, is the future that um, we'll get the, the robots to the point where they do not need any input from humans? Interested in your thoughts on uh, content automation for the future? Well, um, I think uh, if if you are really aware about of of uh, how the texts sound, how they look, uh, how they feel, uh, the tonality, and so on. Then, then you should, then you should absolutely uh, uh, get uh, your your best human writer to work together with uh, with a robot. Uh, I think man and machine together, reporter and robot, in our case, is uh, is going to produce the absolute best result. Um, the future, uh, otherwise, well. You can ask yourself some simple questions, I think. Will the data sets uh, continue to grow out there? The answer, I think, is yes. Will data centers continue to get faster and cheaper? Well, uh, it certainly looks like that. Way, like that. Uh, will the demand for personalized information grow? I would say uh, yes, that too. Um, and then you have, uh, I think, uh, a bright future for for uh, even more uh, content automation in the future, and um, and you should also look at this this um, um, these algorithms uh, as uh, it's software development uh, that we are that we are doing actually. So uh, every new new feature is built on on, the, on an old one. Uh, so uh, I think we have just seen the beginning uh, in this field. Uh, 
so far. Thank you, Soren. You have been an amazing and an insightful guest. Um, thank you for joining the Outfox podcast today. Thank you very much. Nice to be with you. Thank you. So that's all we have time for in this episode, with big thanks to our amazing guest, Soren, the CEO of United Robots. If you enjoyed the podcast, and I hope you did, then remember to click subscribe on your podcast app to keep up to date on the best ways to disrupt your content marketing and outbox your competition.